How y'all doing, people? I am your host, Christopher Jordan. This is my show, Show Business Podcast, where I talk about sports, finding your purpose, finding your gifts. And on today's show, I'll be talking about the national championship between the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Ohio State Buckeyes. Two of the best teams in the college football world meet at last on the biggest stage in college football, which is the national championship. And once again, Alabama rolls. They won 52-24. They won back on top. Bama is the best team in college football. They've been the best team all season. Ohio State had a great year, a great run. This year was kind of different. They didn't play many games, but hey, COVID has changed so much stuff, but they are a team that was very deserving of being in the title game. But unfortunately, you met a team like Alabama that cannot be dealt with. It was a great season for the Buckeyes. Justin Fields is a great story, had a great college career, but I do believe he will enter the draft this year and lead the Buckeyes. But the main story is about Alabama. That's who I'm going to talk about on my podcast today because they've earned the right. They've been the best team all year. And let's get it on. Why? Because I love the sports and it loves me back. Devontae Smith, he is a guy that's on another planet. This man had 215 yards and three touchdowns in the first half. Watching this game, Going to this game, I was just seeing how can the Buckeyes try to contain Devontae Smith? Can they contain him? Can they stop him a little bit? Can they affect him? And the answer was no. He got where he wanted to go, and he made it so easy. The Buckeyes looked confused. The secondary could not stop Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith has been the best receiver in college football all year. The guy won a Heisman for crying out loud. I may even say this. I believe he may be the best wide receiver to ever come through Alabama. I know it's been a lot of receivers that came through Bama. It's been a ton of a ton of receivers. But it's just the other Heisman players that played in Bama, they did not win a Heisman from Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and the list goes on. I've seen a, so many great receivers come through Alabama, but not like Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is a different breed. Yes, he's not that big. He's skinny, but, man, he's so skilled. He has speed. He can get open. He's a great route runner, and he does not drop anything. And one thing you can't teach or coach his heart, work ethic. He wants to be great, and he's going to be great. Devontae Smith is by far a first-round pick, top five in my opinion. A team would be crazy to not get Devontae Smith. But I do think this, though. He has to go to a team that fits his play style, meaning of the right system. Because, you know, certain players, they play better with a certain system, a certain scheme. And if he goes to the right team, he will mesh and have a great career in the NFL. He reminds me of a Marvin Harrison as far as his body frame, how he runs his routes, how he gets open, because those are are great similarities. Because Marvin Harrison was a great receiver with the Colts with Peyton Manning. And to me, if Devontae Smith goes to a, a great team, a really good team that has a great coaching staff, a coach that believes in him and knows how to use him, 
he will be one of the best receivers in the NFL. He has a promising future. Unfortunately, he did not play the rest of the game because the third quarter, he hurt his hand, I believe his finger, and he sat the rest of the half and didn't play. But really, the damage was already done. The game was pretty much out of hand, and the Buckeyes could not come back no matter what. So Devontae Smith did his damage in the first half, and he was excellent, great, the best receiver. He won the Heisman. He was deserving of it. Mac Jones. Mac Jones had a great game. He threw for 464 yards, five touchdowns on no and no turnovers. A great game, an A plus game. I believe all season he played great. It, it was an A plus season because he was patient. He waited his turn. He sat behind Tua, sat behind Jalen Hurts, and he was patient. But you see, when, when you're patient and you grow and get better every day, when your name is called and you deliver and you shine, you look so great. People see your greatness. And when I think about Mac Jones, that's what I think about. Someone who trusts the process, who at times probably was frustrated like, I'm just as good as these other quarterbacks, but I don't play as much. But he was learning. He was being patient. He kept working when nobody was watching, and it showed this year. Matt Jones for this season, the guy threw for 4,500 yards passing, 41 touchdowns and only four interceptions. He had a phenomenal year, a phenomenal. He was a Heisman candidate with his buddy Devontae Smith. Mac Jones is a late first-round pick. And one team I think that he would be a good fit for that needs a quarterback, in my opinion, because watching them play on the week over the weekend for the playoffs, I'm thinking, like, he would be a great fit for them. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben is old. Big Ben is not the same quarterback he once was. The guy threw four interceptions. Understand he threw 501 yards. But Big Ben is not the same quarterback he once was. The best days are behind him. If I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm trying to get Matt Jones. Trade up to get him. Do what you got to do. And he may be there in the late first round because Pittsburgh needs a quarterback. You need someone to build, build around. A franchise quarterback. Understand Big Ben's a Hall of Famer. He one of the best quarterbacks to do it. But his days are over. Draft Mac Jones because he is a winner. He's a winner. You can't coach work ethic. You can't coach heart. He has those, those assets to his game. And to me, I think when he goes to the pros, he will be a great quarterback. The same with him. He has to go to the right system. The right system that will help him grow every day, every year, and to be a better quarterback. But he has all the tools to be great. Matt Jones had a phenomenal season. He was the best quarterback, in my, in my opinion, all year, maybe. Understand Trevor Lawrence. Yes, he's probably the best overall quarterback as far as his college career. But based on this season, and what Matt Jones had to face, basically having one year to show what he can do and showcase this college season. He's proven he deserves to be in the NCAA football, a top candidate in the draft.
Matt Jones is the real deal Holyfield. Just saying. And, of course, Justin Fields, he's a great quarterback, too. For as far as their careers, they played longer. So we've seen what Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence can do on a longer term based on, like, of years of being great, multiple years, back-to-back years. But just based on this season, Mac Jones was magnificent. Magnificent. He was a chef. He was like Chef Curry cooking up on the court, but on the football field. Man, it was great to watch. Najee Harris. Najee Harris. He has been, I believe, the best running back all season for Alabama because he stayed all four years, four years, and developed his game. And that's what I respect about, really, about Devontae Smith, Mac Jones. They stayed all four years. Usually, most, most players come out their junior year and go to the league, and obviously they want to get paid and have a great uh, a life for their families. But some, And most players these days don't want to stay all four years. But these three guys stayed all four years and developed and got better. And I believe in the long run, they will be better than most players that's in the NFL currently right now that came out early and may could, uh, should have stayed another year to just develop and get better as a player. You have to trust the process, people. And Najee Harris, he had two touchdowns. The guy ran for rush for 79 yards and two touchdowns. And he also caught a touchdown as well and 79 receiving yards. So he's showing you that he can run the ball. He he also can catch the ball. He will be uh, also a first-round pick in the NFL draft. Najee Harris is box office. Alabama has always been known for having great running backs, from Mark Ingram to Derrick Henry in the NFL. Of course, they had guys like T.J. Eldon, Eddie Lacy, of course, those two players weren't that good in the NFL, but still, they were great college running backs, and they were a big key to Bama's success in the past. So, I believe Najee Harris is one of the best running backs. In my opinion, he's probably the second best running back Bama's had the past 10 years behind Derrick Henry. I think he's, I think he had a better career than Mark Ingram, despite Mark Ingram winning a Heisman. I do believe Najee Harris is more NFL ready, and he would have a better career than Mark Ingram has had. Ingram, Ingram has had a pretty good career in the NFL, but Najee Harris is a better overall back to me. He's a little bigger. He's also a better catcher. And so and he stayed off four years. So that will help out a lot. Speaking of Alabama, one name that comes to mind to me is Nick Saban. St. Nick, who is the greatest college football coach ever to ever walk planet Earth. He is the best college coach, the best to ever do it. Nick Saban. He went he got to Alabama in 2007, I believe. And from 2007 to 2021 and 2020, that's been like 14 years. Pretty much. So in 14 years, Nick Saban with Alabama, he has won six 
national championships. He's won six. 2009, 2011, 2015, so it took great quarterbacks to put great performances who are dual third quarterbacks to beat him. Because Nick Saban could, could have eight championships in Alabama as we speak, but he has six. And that's it is incredible. Just from 2007 to 2021, Alabama has always been the cream of the crop. Consistency. They've been every year. Win, 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 win. And it's tough to do it with different players. He's done it with different groups, different personalities, guys that, that think different, approach things different. Because being a coach is not easy. You have to know how to relate to so many different people from different backgrounds. And Nick Saban has done that. He has done that better than any coach in college football history. Nick Saban is incredible. What he's done it's just mind-blowing. The guy has seven national titles overall. He's won nine SEC championships as well. And he's won the conference in the SEC for the West Division 11 times in 14 years. Let that sink in, people. He's unbelievable. He's built a system. And people love playing with Nick Saban, players. From the past to the present, it does not matter. He's shown you he's a great coach and people like playing for him. They will run through a wall for Nick Saban because he truly cares about people in their future. Of course, they're athletes, but the first, they're people first. They are people. And to be this consistent for 14 years and to win six championships, because some coaches, they be with certain teams for a long time, like 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, and win six championships. But to be there 14 years, and if you've been to eight national championships, and if you've won six, and since the college football playoff started back in 2014, you've been in the playoff every year. Every single year, you've been in the playoff. Every year, and you have an eight and three record in the playoffs. Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach ever. He built, he made Alabama a dynasty. When he retires, they should put a statue of Nick Saban. Seriously, he's been that great for that the school. He means the world to Alabama as a, a state. Nick Saban is just the things he's done with the. Alabama has just been mind-blowing. It's great to see that that St. Nick is the greatest college coach ever. And he knows how to handle different personalities in sports. And in sports, that's hard. That's hard because building a system is not easy. Because it takes years to build a, a successful system. And so basically from 2007, he pretty much built a system in two years. 
that works. I know with 2008, they were in the title game versus in the SEC title game in 08 versus the Florida Gators. If I believe correct, Tim Tebow beat them that year. So from using that 08 and coming back in 09 and pretty much being the best, being the best team people want to beat year and year out from 2009 to 2021. That's a tough task to do to be relevant because we got to the point we expect Alabama to be there. We expect it because they win so much, it's like they have to win. If they lose, it's just not right. Or people want to see them lose so bad because they win so much. And that's how people that see success so much, you got people that's doubting haters who don't like them because they're tired of seeing them winning. And Nick Saban is beating the odds because he had nothing to prove. He has nothing to prove. He's the greatest college coach no matter what. Even if last night, he would have lost last night. He would still be the best college coach ever. He would still be it no matter what. It's nothing you can do to take away his legacy and what he's done for Bama as a whole. And I want to talk about talk about Justin Fields. You know, he didn't play his best game last night, but he still showed you why he's the top five pick in the draft. Um, I don't know if the Jets would draft him because obviously the Jaguars would draft Trevor Lawrence with number one pick. Justin Fields has has Sam Darnold, so I don't know if they'll draft him, but. He's by far a top five pick. To me, one team that comes to mind that I believe that should draft him is the at, at the Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons, because the guys from Kennesaw, Georgia. Kennesaw, Georgia is like 20 miles pa- past Atlanta, I believe. Because And for a guy that's from Kennesaw, Georgia, and to be able to play for the Falcons, for basically his hometown would be a dream come true because Matt Ryan is – is getting older. He's not that guy. He's been there since 2008. And he and, and Matt Ryan's been there for about 13 to 14 to 15 years. And, and if you haven't won in 15 years, you're never going to win. Just saying. So I believe the Falcons, if they can trade up to get a third pick or a second pick or some kind of way or get like a, 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 a high draft pick, I would go for Justin Fields. Because you have some good pieces there already that he can build around. And, of course, build the offensive line. And you adapt to how your quarterback plays. These days, every quarterback is a dual-threat quarterback. A dual-threat. You have to adapt to your quarterback. You can't just – the days of a, a quarterback that just sits straight in the pocket is over. From Patrick Mahomes to Lamar Jackson to Deshaun Watson – Russell Wilson, um, Kyler Murray, even even Justin Herbert, got his rookie, Tua. They're all dual-threat quarterbacks. They can pass and run. They can do multiple things. So you have to adjust and adapt to your quarterback and the things he's great at. You have to just build around him. And to me, Justin Fields has the tools to be a really good quarterback in the league. He, he really does. And I believe going to Atlanta, going to his hometown will be a big, they'll be a big thing for him because he's from Atlanta, like I just said. And for every kid growing up, you it's something different when you play for your hometown team. 
it just different. It hits different. Like I grew up here from a kid watching the greats, like watching the greats on TV play on from Michael Vick, because Vick is like was the big player growing up that kids in Atlanta looked up to, you know, and to be playing for Atlanta Falcons in the history of Atlanta and the letdowns, it kind of can motivate you like, man, I want to be the first player to bring a championship to Atlanta or any team city I'm from that has an NFL team. And I believe Justin Fields would be a great fit for the Falcons. Let Matt Ryan go because he's not that good. Last night, Justin Fields threw for 194 yards. He had one touchdown. Now, one thing that really hurt the, the Buckeyes was when the game first started, I believe the first play of the game, a correct, Trey Sermon left the game with a shoulder injury. He was a key player to what the Buckeyes do to their success. For the past three games, I believe Trey had averaged for like 212 yards for the past three games, even versus Clemson. He rushed for, I believe, 193 yards. They demolished Clemson. They couldn't stop the run. So having your best running back get hurt can derail the offense, meaning because the run can help with so many things, with the play action, the pass working, because the run is so dominant. And having that loss without Trey Sermon, it was something they couldn't overcome. And facing a team like Alabama – who you have to score the ball against, that's going to score no matter what because they have the pieces, the players, the right coaches, Nick Saban, and they know their schemes and they know what to do. So I believe if Trey Sermon didn't get hurt, the, the outcome could have been maybe a little closer. Instead of 52-24, to 24, maybe 52 to, I don't know, the 35 or 38, it still would have been a loss. But Trey Sermon was a big addition that – a, a big loss of their strategy and their game plan. But uh, I do believe um, Justin Fields, besides losing Trey Sermon, he will still leave the leave college football to enter the draft, and um, he will be a pretty good player. And the NFL is bright. The NFL is bright, man. All these players coming in the NFL these days is fun. I would say even say this. I believe it's getting to a point now that the NFL is more excited than college. Because it wasn't a point at the time that college was more excited than the pros. But all these quarterbacks come in the NFL, it's just, it's fun and exciting. From, to me, it's getting to a point now, if you don't have a dominant quarterback, you're not going to win. Because years ago, in early 2000s, 80s, 90s, and so on, you could have an okay quarterback, and still win because you had a great defense, uh, you had a and you had a great run game. Now you have to have a dominant quarterback. You have to throw the ball. You can't be a good team without a great quarterback. That's as fact. From the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, the Ravens have a Lamar Jackson, um, the Texans still uh, they're not dominant, but they have Deshaun Watson. You have the Green Bay has. Aaron Rodgers, the Buccaneers have Tom Brady, they have Drew, have Drew Brees, and these young guys that's coming to the league, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen with the Bills, you have to have a dominant quarterback in a good old line because without a dominant quarterback in an old line and some elite receivers that he can throw to, you're not going to have a 
great success because these days everything is built, built on the offense. Offense is everything these days. Of course, defense wins championships, but you can have a great defense. But if your offense can't put points on the board, you're not going to win because you're not holding Pat Mahomes to 20 uh, uh, of the 17 points. You're not. Or Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, these great quarterbacks, you have to put points on the board so quarterbacks are valuable. So that's why I believe Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Matt Jones, these guys, whatever team drafts them, they will be big to their team because you need a franchise quarterback. You need it these days. It's 2021. It's not 2001. It's not 1981-91. You have to have a dominant quarterback. Dominant. A dual-threat quarterback that can do multiple things, that can put pressure on the defense, that can read schemes. And someone that people like playing with. And you need a, a, a coach that will put you in the right position to be great. Just saying. So, people, the NFL and college, it's been great to watch just college football and see these young kids have a great year. Watching that game last night showed me why I'm excited for these players that's coming out of college, going to the pro, going to the next level. It's going to be fun to watch. The NFL is in good hands, and I'm excited to watch the future. And guess what, people? This is my show, Shut Up and Listen podcast. I'm the guy, Christopher J. People, people just listen to my podcast. Just do a couple things for me. Just subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends, tell your girlfriend, your relative, or whoever. Spread the word. Um, people just, it's 2021. Life is short. Chase your goals. Set goals. You know, whatever you love to do, put the work in. And people, you have to invest in your craft. Whatever you're doing, you got to put that work in. You can't be great. You can't say you want to be great and put no work in. You have to put work ethic. You have to reach out, connect, build relationships, network. Networking is key in life. So, people, if you want to do, be great. And guess what, people? Shut up and listen. I'm out. Peace.